0: Eating Seasons and Heretics, and welcome to another episode of In the Abyss, uh, with me as usual, Voice of Reason and uh, the, the Saudi Queen still with us. Um, it's a special one this week, and that's not because we've reached down the back of the sofa and dragged Bean out again. Um <laughs> yeah. Uh we've got CJ Wildheart with us this week, which for us is a, is a is a huge deal. And CJ, welcome to the podcast and thank you so much for taking out your Friday night and joining us.
1: Hey, thank you, thank you for having me. I, um, I didn't even realize it was a Friday night, to be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, it's uh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I was falling asleep on the sofa this afternoon, so you know right. it's definitely sort of towards the end of the week. But, um, yeah. but uh, we've um, we've got you on here to talk about the new record split, the most important thing. Um, congrats on that, by the way. It's a great album. We're all loving it. We're, you thank know, you very much. Enjoying it. Um, let's get straight into it. Tell us a little bit about it. Um, you know. What it's all about, concepts behind it, anything like that. Give us the gist. Well, I um,
1: obviously from my name, CJ Wildheart. I, I had a band called the Wild Hearts. I started with the singer Ginger back in 1989, 34 years ago, yeah. and um, uh, we've made many albums, had many falling outs, um, mm-hmm. many ups, many lows. <laughs> Many like, you know, sideways moments as well, but um, it's well documented and everyone knows we're, you know, a, a truly dysfunctional rock and roll band and um, I'm no longer working with the Wild Hearts. Um, I believe Ginger's trying to resurrect a band with different members, but um, I've always had a like other bands and a solo sort of project that's run alongside the Wild Hearts and Splits, I think, my eighth solo album. And I work on my own. I record these albums on my own. And then I get a, a friend, a good friend of mine called Jason Bowl to replace the drum machine parts. And he plays in a band called Bullet from a Valentine. And he's played on my last six solo albums. And um, and then I mix with another friend of mine, Dave Draper. But I spend about four months Working on my own in my own studio set up in, in my little flat, And it's, um yeah, it's quite intense, but I like it. And it I also get to exercise the punk rock in me because, you know, I see myself as a punk rocker before any other type of rocker.
0: So, so you do every everything from home, everything DIY, then it's, it's all. So you've got complete control over everything.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, I run, I have my own little label. I have a manager who works with me. Um, you know, we have an online store, and we sell direct to to my fan base and um we do we do you can get my albums in shops as well but um you know like right now split is on a pre-order and and you can get it digitally it's available now but the cd will be available next month the vinyl will be available in february and um you know it's the way i survive as a musician it's the way i can carry on making music is the way i operate here i don't have a label, and uh, you know, I um, I keep things. I try and cut as much corners as possible, you know. And by me working on my own, it's you know, I haven't got a band to pay. There's there's no drama, you know. The work just gets done, and and you know, I, I've I've had two albums out this year. I've had a live album. I've had a road movie, and I've got this album out, and I'm I'm about to start recording my next solo album imminently. So, you know, it, it's it's a job. Yeah. But just to just a um so the
2: recording of, of of Split, you know, you've just mentioned there, you do it all yourself. It's all done in the flat. Um, like just straight from the off, I just want to say I think it's a fantastic album. I mean, it's it's that amazing. Is. I've been listening to it, all killer, no filler. Um but for me and anyone else I think that's been following you, like on your social media or anything like that, we'll see. Um it's really been a bit of a triumph over adversity. Um, you know, I think that you've already mentioned, you know, the split with the Wild Hearts, but then you talk about using your flat, and um, you know, you had a flood. Did you? I did yeah. Out yeah. So yeah, uh, uh, you know, derailed things. Um, I got hacked as well. I, hacked, um, I was going to say. So yeah, know, I lost everything. This is going on. Yeah. Uh, an album like that is fantastic. So anyway, so tell us more about that that journey.
1: Well, um, well I got hacked in in. March, uh, an Egyptian hacker stole, managed to he, he um he took over my Instagram and and pretended to be Instagram, and it it was so real, it was unbelievable, and 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 um basically fooled me and managed to get into all my accounts, <laughs> and um uh, basically just took over everything. I lost my Facebook account. Funnily enough, it's been sold to a Saudi Arabian um, dental group. Uh, and <laughs> I, I thought I recognised you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Should I to the doctor. <laughs> Show me your teeth. Yeah, it's it a smile, Padre. <laughs> yeah, go on. Look oh, at them. They're no, gleaming. No. They're gleaming. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> yeah. yes. The, the, the hacker... um Mohammed, um, I actually managed, I spoke to him, I contacted him that's yeah. how I got my, my Twitter account back and um, I managed to get my Instagram account, he wanted money at first and I told him to fuck off and he was
0: just holding you to ransom because.
1: well he wanted money, he sold my Facebook page because they wanted the Facebook page because it had the blue badge and it had a lot of followers and it's right. verified, so straight away they set up this Saudi dental group it's got a blue tick, they kept my picture up there as well so I'm like this saudi dental god and um uh, uh and then yeah then i started getting tons of people from saudi arabia asking for the money back <laughs> you know and i'll say it's nothing to do with me oh but it's, you, it's your your page it's your picture and i went it's, it's still nothing to do with me mate it's just like you know this these dudes from egypt they've set up a saudi dental group they've kept my image they've kept my page facebook wouldn't do anything couldn't help me yeah, you know, and I said, and and so I've set up a new page and I contacted him, had a conversation with him. I think he was shocked that I wasn't getting angry at him. Because I, I said, I feel really sorry for you, mate. That you've got to do this. And you know, he, he lives in Egypt, man, no fence, You know <laughs> it's not the best, the best of places to live in Cairo, you know. And and I just I felt really sorry for you that you've got to do this, you know. And and if I could help you, I'd give you some money. And that, you know, and um, I I just said, I'll look out for you on a boat, you know, and then left it at that. I asked him if he was a bird at one point as well, because I, I needed to figure out if he was English or not. So I started drop, dropping some slang in there and he going, no, I'm not a bird, I'm a man. <laughs> I went, He's definitely not English then. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. it,
3: it, it doesn't surprise me that this has ended up in Saudi Arabia. I mean, I've only been at this two and a half months. Is it, is it two months? Two and a half? I can't even. It's about yeah, it's,
0: it's a good couple of months. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's just like
3: I've lived. I've lived in like six or seven countries now, and like this is the place that really personifies the song "Welcome to the Jungle." You know, what just, are you doing in there, yeah. if you don't mind me asking? I'm an English teacher. Um,
1: oh, okay. Well,
3: wow. yeah, I'm just. I'm here for the money. <laughs> I'm like, I'm here,
1: have, but... like, if you would have said you're a dentist, that just would have been.
3: <laughs> I know, I know.
1: DJ has like yeah. It just, it,
3: it's like, it just they, they see money as the as the solution to everything here. Yeah, oh, something's wrong for money. You know, it's like I mean it. It's you should have seen it. Like when when I was in the in the teachers' room at the at school the other week, and it got announced that they got the World Cup. We all just sat there, just going off oh, a fuck so.
1: You know, because you just
3: you know what's going on. Yes, um, of but yeah,
0: just, yeah
1: uh, It's all a bit of that. Isn't it? Of course, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I mean, I um, so I managed to get all my pages back, apart from the Facebook, but it, it put a massive dent. I lost my e- email account as well, my main email account, which I could never I get back.
2: At this time, you're trying to promote the Kicks album, isn't it? This, I this- am.
1: So I had to postpone my live album and a live movie, and then we had to shut down my shop and set up a new shop, and it was. Uh, i was really annoyed for a bit you know and it was quite upsetting when i realized the extent of the hack but then you know life goes on you've got you know you got to you got to take the punches and and you know roll with it which ends what i did and and then so i, I managed to get some of my pages back and we, we kind of started rebuilding you know trying to rebuild that fan base again and and if you remember um social media is my shop window. It's how I sell everything. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, it, it's really important. I know people are saying social media is a bad thing, but it can be a good thing for people like me.
0: No, at the end of the you day, it, it's it's free promotion, isn't it? You know, you, it is. you've got to embrace no, it. Man. It's a tool. I'm an, an, an avid av-
1: docker as well. So I advertise my wares <laughs> to truck drivers on, you know, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> all, it it all that it. from my hands, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm I'm not really a dog, I know. <laughs> yeah. right. no, we welcome all sorts. <laughs> Everyone's gotta have a hobby, you know.
1: It's true. So um and then then I got everything <laughs> I'm running it in my flat. There'd been a leak in my flat and and my flat started sinking. <laughs> Oh, fuck the bath started going like like this and it was like what the fuck and then they came around and said oh we're gonna have to strip your flat out and dry it out and i go how long is it gonna take and i go well if it's if we're quick three months if we're slow eight months oh, so it, it took seven weeks to dry out i mean, i was out of the flat for 11 weeks in temporary accommodation where i couldn't really record and this is how split came about i literally had about the third of the amount of time I normally have to work on an album. And Split has this vibe about it, which which has completely changed the way I approach writing albums now, because I just literally picked up the guitar, wrote these songs in about a week. Wow. And where I normally take ages over the songs. And and that's how Split came about, because I was forced, my hand was really forced, and I had no time to really work on the album. And people really like it. And, and I think I'm, I'm going to approach the next album, like that, I've I've already got the taps on, so I'm flooding the flat out again.
2: <laughs> it definitely <laughs> explains some of the ferocity of of the new record. Now, am I am I right in thinking that split refers to a split of kind of styles in some sense? It's like you talk about a love of sort of pop punk and hardcore punk, and that's where the split occurs
1: yeah it's, it's not people are thinking it, i mean it, it, it's quite poignant because of the the fact that the wild hearts are split and um but it's nothing to do with that i mean there's songs on the album about the wild parts, but um you know the good times and the bad times but no it, it is literally i have a pop side i have a hardcore side and that's why it's called yeah. split. everyone has two I mean, sides
4: i mean that's you know that that that's what intrigues me because i mean like on, when you've re-recorded stuff on the um on the Lives album, like for example lemonade girl you know listening yeah. to the the jellies version um you know it's very pop punk very bouncy very saccharine yet the reworking mm. is almost like proper dirty rock and roll yet they're just completely the same song um yeah,
1: i mean I'm not, as i got older my my sa- my style has got harder and heavier um yeah, there's nothing more tragic than seeing older musicians slowing down and and you know going country i mean fuck. <laughs> You know, there's a hey, sticker man, on uh, the back. There's a sticker. I'll show you this one second. Um, That's what I'm going to call my autobiography. You, know, you know, my guitar, this guitar, um, Lucy, my main guitar.
0: Yeah.
1: And Lucy. I forgot, um, Wilksy, my artist, put a sticker on the back of it. And, and it's, I don't know if you can see that. It says, only, only cunts play country. <laughs> <laughs> and I found it yesterday morning. I completely, I, I I picked it up to change the strings and I was like, What's this? Was like fucking brilliant, but um, but you know when old them they start they start going acoustic or they start fucking their blues or jazz, and I fucking hate it. I, if I if, when I as I get older, I just want to go out on fire, you know? I want I. It doesn't mean I'm going to you know start drinking tons and doing tons of drugs again like I did when <laughs> I was a kid. It just means my sound. I don't want my sound to be watered down, and I, I don't. There's nothing worse than seeing old musicians looking like old knackered right racehorses you know what i mean and just it's just fuck, fuck that it's awful there's
0: one, there's one thing we talk about quite a lot on this podcast is authenticity and i think like you say when if it's true to you and it's true to what you want to do you're not trying to be something you're not like music no. we we love that we love to know that it's authentic it's coming from a place where it's natural you're not forcing this because this is what i've got to do to get people to listen to it
1: yeah it's 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 a lot a lot of it is to do with with how i um as i get older i want my music to kick me in the ass a bit as well you know there's a time and place to be mellow i mean i listen to a lot of classical music because i listen to guitar so much so i don't listen to guitar bands much anymore because of i'm working with guitars so much that the last thing i want to do when i start recording is listen to more guitars so i i listen to a lot of dance and classical music and and a lot of pop music purely because it rests my ears and i'm hearing something completely different but um uh, for me my my own music i wanted to kick kick my ass i wanted to wake me up when i when i put on split the first song kicked down the walls if if I hear that song, if I was a a, a planter hearing that song, it make me want to get up and have a dance and have right. a sing along, have you know, fucking have some fun. That's
0: and what, that's what I want to do. my music.
1: Yeah. yeah, you know, there's a time and place for for you know, I I'm never gonna make music which people are gonna put on you know to woo someone or you know, <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> 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 worth a go, worth a go,
0: Anything's worth a go. Um, <laughs> So the album's out on vinyl, the album's out on CD, you've got it on Bandcamp, but you 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 don't have it on the streaming sites on Apple Music on Spotify. What's it will, the it will be next story? month? Oh, okay, yeah. so he's going up, yeah.
1: okay. Um okay. literally right now it's just kind of like a fan thing. So people who are fans of the band can get That's it. Cool. It's not in the shops at the moment, it's not on Apple or spotify or any of those it's like literally if you're a fan of me you can you can literally get the album now so it's kind of like remember when pledge used to do when you used to pledge and you could get the download straight away way before it was in the shops it's the same sort of ethic it's that i'm not greedy like pledging trying to steal money off people
0: yeah yeah okay that that makes a lot of sense i mean spotify and all the streaming sites it's a necessary evil now and we all love our vinyl and everything like that but you know when you're walking down the street headphones in. You, you I can't love of, it
1: i mean i love right. the fact that you can hear music through through a, a phone now i mean yeah. it, it's, it's you <clears throat> choice is a and is a great thing to be, have, be able to have the choice to listen to how you want to hear music you know and i know kids i mean it it's not a 70s 80s or 90s anymore you know no. we, we're 2023 20, and and you know you, you've got to evolve um yeah, but there's you know <clears throat> I sell hard copies I sell CDs and vinyl that's how I make a living if I was only surviving on digital alone I'd be asking you if you want fries with that mate you know <laughs> you want chili sauce <laughs> bus the,
0: the, the cost of vinyl though I mean that's that's a, a big decision for musicians to make these days isn't it is it going to be worth my while pressing it on vinyl
1: um the Cost of vinyl is quite low compared to how much most bands sell vinyl for.
0: Okay, I mean I'll, I'll be really
1: honest with you. What what even at my my level, what I make on vinyl is worth laying out. You know, five grand to get like five hundred copies of of vinyl made. You know, it's it's worth it. It's it's just. What, what I, I mean, you see the bigger bands, how much they're pumping out some of their vinyl.
2: Yeah. I find
1: yeah. it quite disgusting, really. Yeah. You know, it's, it's you yeah. know, there isn't, you shouldn't be selling vinyl for £100 a pop and stuff like that. And it's crazy. It costs it cost them about £6 to make. Well, how you much, know, I, you know, just, again,
4: on a level, what, I'm just, uh, for for Joey and uh, Bean, mm. we, we were lucky enough to see Therapy play at the back of a pub earlier this year. And oh. that, Ticket came with the latest album on vinyl, and I think it was it was affordable, wasn't it? It was very good price. We're about twenty five yeah. quid all in, wasn't it, including the ticket? Yeah, that's all, brilliant. All, all in, yeah. So yeah. for yeah, that, absolutely. you know, it's you know, your, our generation. You know, they they got they're doing it
1: right still, and in our great- um, a, a vinyl should be about twenty five quid, between yeah. twenty five and thirty pounds, because that's yeah. that's what you sell vinyl at. You can't you can't start selling vinyl at ten quid unless it's like been out for a while, because you're 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 you just there's, it's the going rate, it's the market rate, that's what you sell it for. But um, it, it's worth it. It's really expensive to get vinyl made when you can see see how much CDs are. But they're really collectible, and and um, you know people are buying them. Thank God, because if people stop buying vinyl, it, it it would be a massive worry. But some bands do take the piss, and you know you get you get. Uh, I really hate reissues as well, or yeah. remastered stuff. You know yeah. you're getting people to buy the same album twice. I think it's a massive con. Personally, yeah, that's that's, that's, that's jumping cool.
0: on the vinyl bandwagon at the moment, isn't it? It's it's, a, it's riding a bit of a crest of a wave at the moment. I mean, you go on Discogs. Is copies of your lives record for 150 160
1: quid actually it's actually lives as in past lives, lives.
0: sorry lives yeah, yeah. lives but yeah. yeah yeah like crazy money so
1: is it yeah that i mean yeah because um i i only i only print about 10 copies so they sell out and they can become really rare <laughs> when once something sells out and once people can't get hold of it then the price goes yeah so like i'm a collector's dream because there's very few copies of a lot of my albums so they do become very expensive, you know. It's just um, what I should do is is just probably sell ten copies and hold on to a hundred, and then slowly sell them on eBay. Pretend I'm at, <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah uh, why? Yeah,
0: why not? You know, I think
1: what, what, one of the most expensive records I
2: own is a copy of Mondo Akimbo Agogo. I found, and how much was that? I I spent. I, well, if you if you. Priced it per song, it's got to be the most expensive album I've ever bought or EP I've ever bought. I think really? 70, 75 quid for it. You didn't buy it off a Saudi dentist, did you? <laughs> <laughs> he had a nice smile, the guy that sold it to me. It. But, um, you know, it's collectible. Lots of people looking for that record. You know? Yes.
1: Yeah. They're, they're all, I mean, price. I think of some of the albums I've made because I have made quite a few albums. Some of them are, are go for a lot of money. You know, and even even some of my solo solo stuff goes for like stupid money, and I'm just. But you can't get them; they are collectible. So you know, it's not. It's not. It's not how big the album is; it's how rare it is and how yeah. hard it is yeah. to get hold of. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, completely. Um, you,
1: you were talking about um, the
2: fans. You know, selling to the fans, and I, I. It just reminded me that you got the fans involved in split. Um, you've got like a, a choir of kind of you yes. know. ragtag choir of uh scruffy old herberts in there um tell us some something about that
1: well it, it, it goes back to i had an album called robot um in 2000 and i think it was 15 that came out and uh uh it was a pledge thing to get people to come in the studio with me and spend a day in the studio and sing on the album and it's 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 actually a really really good way of getting gang vocals because I can't do gang vocals on my own because it's the same voice over and over and over again. You need different voices and different timings as well to get that 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 crowd. And it's also um, it's a bit uh, I, I, the way I I can call this a job is by having different streams of income. So I have my hot sauce, I have albums, I'd, I'll do the occasional gig, and, and having a, a, a like a. Gang Vocal Day is another way of me earning some money as well, but it's also people coming into the studio and actually appearing on my album as well. So it's, it's, it's a, I think it's a really, really, it's a two way street. I get something and they get something as well. And, and, and it's really enjoyable. And I've done, I've done three of these. And every time I've done it, I've been so shocked at, at how good people can sing and the quality of their voices you know you know like you think they're going to come down and be tone deaf they are so good and i get them to do harmonies and stuff like that it's just a, it's like um it's absolutely amazing how good people are
2: yeah i um, the energy of the choruses on the new album are fantastic and yeah that adds to it that's all part yeah
1: of it. it does that when you when you uh a gang vocal is is it's it's like um it's they're just they're just priceless, especially in punk rock or rock music. When you when you got the crowd, that power of the crowd, it, it's just it's just something which you know it's priceless. You need it. It's like sprinkling like gold dust on yeah. on top of you know the music.
0: Off the back of the uh the pre orders for the record, you're giving away one of your guitars, the Hag. I am. Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell us about the decision behind that.
1: Um, it, it's been in my lockup. Because I, I used it on, the last album I used it on was um, uh, my album Siege, my solo album Siege. But I used it on Robot, I used it on Blood, and I used it on Siege. And I also used it, I toured with it as well. You know, I, did, I used it on the Renaissance Mentor, and it's in the Renaissance Man video. And it's, it's just a brilliant guitar. But it's been in my lockup for almost two years, and it hasn't been doing anything. And I, I, I suppose I could have sold it, but I, ju- I just didn't want to sell it. I didn't. I didn't want to be. It's just. Um, uh, should have sold it, shouldn't I? <laughs> no, I,
0: I? No, I think what you're doing is a really cool thing. Is it's. Just, it's it, I can. It's, you know, it's, I was it's giving records it. and things. It's a tangible yeah. thing that someone can have in their hand. So I no, was
1: also. I, I was giving it, and there's no way <laughs> giving. It, but you can't sell it. I mean, yes, that's, that's just criminal, you know. And I'm I'm a firm firm believer of passing things on. And so, uh, I'm selling less than I used to sell, and and there's a few reasons why. Um, uh, the current climate, people just don't have as much money as they, they yeah. had. had. Yes. Um, also, with the Wild Hearts not being up and in the charts and active, I don't have a, a big platform to to bounce off. And with, there's been a lot of negative press around the Wild Hearts as well, which which has had a, a knock-on effect with with my my solo stuff as well. So I was thinking, the the you know, as I said before, hard copies, CDs and vinyls. That's how I make my living. Yeah. Um. I thought, right, I need an incentive to get people to actually buy. My album it's so shit that I need to, to have an incentive. <laughs> so I thought, right, I'm going to give away a guitar. It's so if you buy my album on vinyl or CD, your name automatically goes in a hat. And on December the eighth, I'll pull a name out, and that person wins the hag. And and it's a fantastic guitar. It's not it's not a piece of shit I'm giving away. You know, there's I, I see I see people you know they sell stuff on eBay and and it's just it's crap. Yeah. But, you know, it belongs to a musician. It belongs to someone who was who, who is, who is famous or something. And it, they're selling shit. <laughs> and, and I wanted to give away something which was good. It's got it's got a bare knuckle pickup in it, which and like 200 quid just yeah. to pick up. And it fucking screams and it looks cool and it plays really nice. And, you know, so... You know, you're they're getting like you're talking you're, yourself out of giving it away now. It's... I won't know. I've got much better guitars, you know. If they're, they're I mean, I love hagstroms, but you know, uh, I'm looking at my, that, my my BB King Lucille. You know, it's a vintage, you know, Gibson. It, it's it's a better guitar, but it should be. It's about 8,000 pounds more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? but By
0: doing it the way you're doing it, it's going to go to a fan, so at least it's in the right hands. You know, what I mean, you could sell it. I hope so.
1: Yeah, I mean. I wouldn't begrudge someone who won it and they needed the money and they just put it straight up on eBay. I mean, that's the way. If they want to roll like, like that, it. I would rather it went to someone who's going to keep it. Yeah. Um. Ideally, I'd like it to go to someone who could play it. But um, <laughs> it, it my guitars look good on walls, yeah. you know. All my guitars are so heavily customized. Um, that you know, um, they look good on the wall. So someone, if they didn't play it, they'll hang it up and go like. Fuck me, that's a great looking guitar, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and there's a story behind it as well. It isn't, you know, a, a cheap piece of shit. And you know? there's a good story. So they, if you if you buy my album on on CD or vinyl, you get a chance to win the guitar. So. are
0: you um are you gonna go out and tour the album? You're gonna go and play some shows? I am,
1: yes. Um I'm well, I got my agents looking to like book me out in a- April. So we're looking at doing some shows in April. Um and then some in September, and maybe a ha- like some of the smaller festivals over the summer. But I've put my band, my solo band, on standby. I said I've got to go out and play like next year. So hopefully April will start doing, you know, a handful of shows, and then you know throughout the summer and then September.
0: Yeah, the festival circuit is something now that for any touring musician is such a big part of it. So it, and it's it's a way it, it's it's a way of getting your music out to people who won't necessarily know you, isn't it? it's an opportunity you can't. Can't knock
1: it now. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of smaller festivals now. Yeah. So, um, I mean, just it's 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 great. I mean, I I think um, I mean, the problem is there's so many bands <laughs> as well, is there? I mean, it's yeah. just I've never known known there to be so many bands. It's just like uh, I can't keep up with um, you know, there, there was a I was uh, in a classic rock magazine. They
2: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. they have yeah. a their website has a thing. Is it like video of the week? and um you get to choose there's like eight eight bands and they have a, a new single out and then you you their fans can vote for for which you know other band they you know thinks got the best single but every time i've been on that i've been on there three times with i've never heard of any of the bands i'm with and they're all bigger than me and some of them are really big and i've never heard of any of them and and it's just like uh, Either I'm just like, I'm just, I'm not paying attention or, you know, there's just too many bands out there and you know, I have no yeah.
2: idea. Yeah. Uh, the opportunity to get a person's music out there is so great now. It's like, you know, it's a blessing and a curse, isn't it? It's like, it's, as much as everyone can do it and get and be heard, it's turned into a, a flood.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I tell you what I, I do like is, is with younger artists and younger bands is is the, you know, the going viral thing on social media. Yeah. I think it, it, um, people who can play social media, it's a real talent. It's, it's, it's like the great PR people back in the day.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. If you, and, but it, it seems to be um, definitely um, the realm of the younger artist, social media. It's something yeah, it's, old, older yeah. bands, don't they? It's a, bit, it's,
0: it's a bit of a game isn't it? if you like you say, if you can play it then you're you're golden people can can run with it and you know we we, tr- we try our best, but it is such a hard thing to 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 get noticed, I suppose is the thing against the fucking every Friday there's you know we as as metal fans every Friday there's probably 60, 70, 80 albums released you know <laughs> and all available immediately because they're all on Spotify and it's just it's crazy.
1: They, um I mean I I have a nine-year-old um son which is really bizarre. I'm 55 and I have a, a nine-year-old boy in the it oh, right, yeah. it's great having such a young like kid around me and and I see the things he watches on like YouTube and and stuff like that and so I'm I I'm, I'm actually quite tapped in to what, like youngsters <laughs> but I mean I it, it just blows my mind that he's really into this dog called um tucker buzzlin and or buds He's called. He's a, he's a golden retriever and he's worth about 24 million dollars and <laughs> they just these videos of tucker and the, this voiceover and his owner putting on a stupid voice and they're, they're really entertaining but it's just it's mental that this <laughs> golden retriever is That's so rich. some of them are shit there's a there's like this Little kid called Ryan, it's called Ryan's Toy Review, and he's worth about maybe sixty million now.
0: He's one he's one of the biggest, one of the biggest names on YouTube, isn't he? And it's, he's shit. Yeah. yeah he's
1: rubbish. Yeah. Even even <laughs> as a kid when he was little, it's like, I know much better kids. so <laughs> <laughs> famous. No offense, you know, to him, but he's rubbish. <laughs> yeah, I've Obviously, the golden retriever, the at least the golden retriever. <laughs> <That's> <man. laughs>
2: now yeah, talk, talk about making a fortune online and now you mentioned it a couple of times your hot sauce um mm. how did that come like what's the journey up to to the cj hot sauce
1: that that that's purely um it's based on my mom's own hot sauce so um my mom's from the seychelles my dad's west indian we we had a lot of you know spice and chili in in my family growing up so even from a young age, I always saw my mom, she put chili on everything and it was never hot enough for her. So she made her own hot sauce. And then, you know, by the time I was 10, I was putting chili on everything. And I had a solo album called Mabel, which came out. It'll be 10 years, like next year. Um, uh, a chili company approached me and said, do you want to make your own hot sauce? And I said, yeah, I'll go, but it has to be my own hot sauce. And it has to be based on my mum's recipe. And they said, come in the kitchen and we'll, we'll cook it up. And, that was like yeah back in 2014 and 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 I've been selling it occasionally ever since a couple of times a year I will put it up for sale and the same company makes the sauces for me and I've got about eight different types now so yeah it
2: reminds me that I've had a few bottles myself and it's like when we were all that crazy time when we were all in lockdown and we were working from home and no one was going out of the house it was like the the hot tuna sandwiches that we used to make that were fueled with your hot hot sauce um, it's,
1: it's invigorate it's 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 life-giving hot spice it, you know um i don't know if do you all you guys like spicy food or yeah, do yeah it, do i you? do yeah i yeah. I'm, I'm more so these days so i mean i'm interested but yeah it, it it does it i mean it's um it's a it's a scientific fact that you know the what you know the 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 ingredient in in chili uh, capsicum i think it's called yeah, yeah um it, it's it's antidepressant it boosts you know it's got a lot of vitamin c in it it boosts your mood you know it's it's reputed to keep you young looking makes you virile you're yeah. literally spilling <laughs> joy in a bottle yeah, um, there yeah 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 <laughs> i bathe in the stuff is great uh. <laughs> i mean it, it is it is really popular but i mean there's a lot of bands have their own hot sauce and they are fucking terrible it's just a generic hot sauce and they've just stuck their label on it. And I just, again, it's like, they're just remastering shit, you know, and yeah. reissuing. It. A lot, a lot of them are just,
3: it's just, it's just spicy. It's got no taste to it. That's, that's, that's mm-hmm. the thing. It's like, I mean, I was, I was reading on um online in like Wikipedia about you guys. And it's, it, it, I find it's easy. Did you spend some time on like military bases in Malaysia and Europe?
1: Um, yeah, I grew up in the army. my my, my dad was in the Army. so I, I grew up in, on basis, military bases. So I was in Germany for eight years and then Singapore and Malaya. So um yeah
3: I mean yeah. I've, I've been I, I lived in Southeast Asia for ten years, and like the food the, the 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 spiciness of the food there, but you've also got the the
1: multiple layers of taste, yes, you need taste. you, you, you can't it yeah. can't just. Be got. you've got yeah to have flavor as well, yeah. You know, it's there's um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've never had anything so hot that I couldn't have been, I not been able to taste it. I'm still waiting to have that experience. I'm waiting with glee to have that experience. But um, you know, no, uh, it is um, hot sauce for me is is it's like the spice of life. I have there's very few like dishes I don't put hot sauce on, and I even I used to walk with my own personal hot sauce in restaurants, and just when no one was looking, just. <laughs>
0: You know, uh, bring your own bottle, eh? Uh, yeah,
1: but i tell you how popular hot sauces, which which horrifies me. Ed Sheeran has got his own hot sauce.
0: <laughs> you know? sure, you surely know that's it. as mild as it gets, isn't it? You just... I, and that's what
1: I, when you look at Ed Sheeran, you don't think of hot sauce, you yeah, think of marmalade. marmalade don't be you awesome you know? <laughs> <you're laughs> your own
2: marmalade, man. There's a the market wait, that wait, hasn't been wait, tapped wait, into by the... Robert Robert. When you're... Yeah,
3: but when your music is as insipid as Ed Sheeran, you need anything, you know, to give it some kind of fucking body and taste. You know,
1: I just—I was just shocked. Someone sent me a link. He goes, "Look, Ed Sheeran's got his own hot sauce, and and they're all oranges, <laughs> <laughs> different shades of orange. It's just like fuck off. I mean, it's just. So, I mean, it, it's. But um, yeah, you can't if you can't fault hot sauce.
0: Yeah, no uh, fair play. I mean before we um before we let you go we we can't have you on without at least talking a little bit about your history and about the Wild Hearts and like you said at the the top of the show the the good days and the bad days but surely the 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 biggest thing for you you must get look back and you, you can never have any regrets about about that part of your life and and you know the great music the Wild Hearts debut is a classic you know and like you said Ginger is, is resurrecting the Wild Hearts or trying to resurrect the Wild Hearts in, in some way, shape or form. I mean, how do you feel about that?
1: Um, I mean, personally, I've, I've mentioned it before. I think we should just draw a line underneath it yeah. and, and move on as solo artists because it's... it's um, I, I don't see the point of putting together the band with just him and three random people who aren't Wild Hearts. The Wild Hearts were always a band and always a group and... There's um we've been around so long that um it's like the members of the band are, are as popular as the band yes. itself if you know what I mean you can't you when you even if me and Ginger aren't getting on you expect to see me and him on stage you know Richie on drums either Scott on bass or Danny on bass you know that's that's the wild hearts it's the yes. DNA of the band it's bigger than the four of us and it's it's um it's a shame you know but i yeah, um I, I also respect the fact that you know if it wasn't for uh versus i wouldn't be talking to you today
2: yeah it, that album
1: yeah. spurned many many bands and many many albums and and to this day it's still the best album the band ever made you know, yeah. you it's, know it's,
4: it's an immortal piece of work it really is i you know i have to thank you for that because it's you know. I will, it, I will
2: put it up there with Appetite
1: for Destruction as one
2: of the greatest rock debuts um out there.
1: No, thank you. There's a vibe to it. I mean, there's a vibe and, and, and it's that again. I said band, you know, it's it's a, it's it's the band that captures I know they're ginger songs, but you know, it's it's the vibe, it's the band. You know, yeah. that's that is the DNA of the group, and, and it's like you can't sometimes you you just got to put your hands up you know it's been 34 years we tried our hardest you know it, it's just like we, we got back in in the top 10 a couple a couple of years ago that was a huge achieve, achievement for a band like us and then for it all to go wrong again and for it to stop again it's 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 shameful you know i felt embarrassed you know when, when people are going fuck me you guys have stopped again it's like, at your age, can't you just get your shit together? It's just like, it's embarrassing. And I went, you're right. <laughs> it, it is. So I, I've drawn, I have drawn, to draw a line under that part of my life, you know, because I, I can't I can't put another three years into the wild arts for it to stop again, because it will stop again yeah. and it will implode again. After 34 years of this always happening, why is it suddenly going to stop? It's not. Yeah you know and and the fact is we're not young anymore you know we're all a few years off 16 it's it's,
3: it's you know? difficult it's it's diff- i mean i'm not just talking about bands though. any in any, any personal relationship with a group of people or in if it's just you and another person sometimes it's great for two or three years or six months and then you've just got to move on and it doesn't de- denigrate or devalue that type period of time that you spent friends with someone or in a group of someone but going back to it it's never going to be the same, is it? It's like once you no. friendships like friendships like a piece of paper. Once you crumple it up, you can't really get those crinkles back out of it. It's never yeah, the same I
1: mean, again. We, I mean, we've made some amazing music, the Wild Hearts, and and on a good yeah. day, we were a, a world class band and and there was elements, you know, to 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 the four of us the way we were on stage. And um, I've always seen the Wild Hearts. To me, it's always been. Richie on drums, myself and Ginger, and either Danny or Scott yeah. on bass. That, to me, it looks like the Wild Hearts, and it sounds like the Wild Hearts. There's also a look to the Wild Hearts as well. The way, you know, um, it's really important as well, the image of a band. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just, you know, if if you can't just pull people in and go out and say you're this band when you don't even look like the band. You know what I mean? There's There's yeah. a... There's a, there was a look the Wild arts had, you know, and, and as well as a sound. And, you know, but as I said, if it wasn't for us, I wouldn't be um, here, you know, today speaking to you. And I'm really, really respectful of of that and, and you know, that album as well. It's a brilliant album.
4: I mean, talking about Honeycrackers, if I can also, I mean, you, you know, you released that album and you you know you you, you released an iconic single which for me is up there with the greats of that particular era i mean sitting at home you know people talk about common people wonderwall etc that's up there it's it's you know an immortal song you supported some pretty big names around that time you know did it it felt like it might have happened a bit too quickly um is that the case or um well i got i was
1: sacked after i recorded my parts for um phuq the fuck album and fishing for luckies so i was um sacked from the band and but very quickly i had um four or five major record deals on the table so um and these were off the demos i did with willie willie dowling which yeah. um one of them was sitting at home on, on that, that demo tape and uh um we we, we signed we, we, i was held in litigation for six months and um warner brothers wouldn't let me out of their deal and in the end i had to buy myself out of the warner's deal and it cost one hundred oh, and forty thousand pounds and sony paid for me they paid it and bought me off of warners oh. and um, they wouldn't let me go warners they wanted me as a solo artist they wanted me you know to stay there and i didn't want to stay with warners you know and um Jeez. i'm glad i went over to sony i mean i loved being with warners but sony Treated me like a fucking king. It was unbelievable. Um, But I don't, it's such a shame Honeycrack only made one album. I don't think it happened too quickly. I just think, I think, um, I think the amount of money that was thrown at that band. I mean, we did some really big tours, high profile tours as well. You know, I mean, we supported Alanis Morissette on the Jagged Little Pill tour, which was insane, absolutely insane. And and she was hitting massive then, like huge. huge. I mean, Taylor Hawkins was a drummer. Yeah, as yeah. well you know and, and Taylor wanted to join Honeycrackers as, as, as well at, at one point but then he got the call of Dave Grohl you know Fuck he was on that know. tour yeah.
3: yeah
1: yeah he was a massive like Honeycrack fan Taylor and um so it was Alanis that's how we got the tour you know Um, Alana saw one of our videos on MTV and and she had a soft spot for me back then yeah and then she went to, went to Specsavers and you know sort of error of her ways <laughs> <laughs> went to saudi arabia and fixed their teeth
3: (laughs) (laughs) so i've got a question i was i I was reading again stuff on the internet and i found this quite funny did you guys walk into the offices of kerrang because they published a rumor that danny was going to leave the band and you smashed up the offending journalist's desk
1: see i was in i was in in the wild hearts when they did that so, Probably, um, um, yeah, I wasn't, I mean, I was, I was um in honeycrack at that time. It was a, it was a couple of years I was out of the wild. So I have no idea why they went, went in there to do it. I mean, it's clear, yeah. Yeah, I think they smashed up a couple of computers and stuff like that. But I mean, the police weren't involved, so it couldn't have been, been that have bad. Yeah, I mean, I if that, it was really bad, you know, they would have gone to prison, wouldn't they?
0: That's how, that's how things have changed, though. You would never see that kind of thing happen now never
1: no me a strongly worded email yeah <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean people get offended by the tiniest little things as well so you've yeah. got to be i mean you've got to be really careful what you say these days because i mean people are so triggered and um you know you, you don't want you don't want to upset people i find it quite hard to censor myself sometimes and um especially when i'm out um my 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 girlfriend's a bit of a hippie, and she, and, and so and my ex-wife as well, who I'm very good friends with, her, and they're saying like, you just don't do be CJ tonight. And I mean, what do you mean? Because like just don't talk about everything like everyone. You think everyone's like you know a, a person from South Park.
0: <laughs> you know, so. no, you fuck, fuck that. You you never change. You always be yourself. You know it's sometimes yeah, you have to do it. I work in a corporate world, and and mm. this is like my escapism. So no mm. one in that world knows I do this. And some of the things we say on this podcast could potentially offend some of those people. But you've got to you've got you've to gotta be able to have a say. You've got to be able to at least express yourself somehow. If you keep it all bottled up, it'll end up coming out in the wrong way.
1: Anyway. I think I think a lot of it's I mean, I, I went to school in the 70s. So um, uh, I mean, my son is always checking me, pulling me up. I mean, he's not a nine-year-old, and you can't say that, Dad. Anymore.
0: Yeah, my kids and, do that. <laughs> yeah, I know
1: what that's. Like. Yeah, and it's great. It, I love it when my nine-year-old's telling me off, saying you just you're not not allowed to say that word anymore. And it's just all oh, right. I won't say it. <laughs> you little tit. <laughs> <laughs> I, th-
0: I think I think kids are educating themselves quite well these days, but because they've got the internet, it's all at their fingertips. You know, I, I, it amazes me what my teenage kids come out with sometimes, and I just think I didn't have that that level of education when I was that age, they just got everything now. They're
1: so, very switched on. Yeah. They're really yeah. switched on. But I I think the way the world is, um, um, they need to be switched on. You, yeah. you can't have clueless kids now. It's, it's scary thinking that there'll be, there's kids out there and there's not many of them who are just walking around like, you know, little lambs. You can't be like that. You need, no. you need to, you need to be aware of the world you're living in and, and, and your surroundings. And, and, you know, it's, it's one of the, the best things about having a kid now for me is just seeing how switched on he is and you know he's well aware i mean when when we go to the skate park he you know when he was eight or nine you know he knows those guys are smoking the older kids are smoking joints and stuff like that i would have wouldn't have known that when i was eight no no know, And what's, stuff. That, he, what's, what's
0: that funny smell <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: yeah i remember when, i remember in like remember well i don't know how old you guys are? But we're um, all I early to
0: mid forties. We are so.
1: right. So like there was a in 1976, there was a really hot summer. And there was oh, those yeah yeah, 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 well aware of that. Yeah, and I remember, I remember um, playing, and there was a an old bomb shelter where I lived in London. I was in London at the time for a couple of years, and I went in there, and there was a bunch of hippies in there all smoking weed, and I had no idea what they're doing. And they're all like, "Hey man, how are you doing? I was just this, this little kid?" you know about eight or nine in there and 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 they're, i had no idea and it's years later i realized what they were doing you know they were all getting high and one of them had an acoustic guitar but they were proper hippies and and i just i didn't i thought they were girls <laughs> you know but um yeah and it's always stuck in my mind that you know um you know going into a bomb shelter seeing like six hippies getting high you know in the summer so those, so those, those are it. things
0: that stick in your memories you know it's
1: <laughs> might write a song about that
0: yeah fucking right before run um, before we lose before we let you go while you're in it plug the album where everybody can get it where everyone can pre order the the vinyl the cd merch everything like that go the floor is yours
1: um so well it's it's easy you just go to cjdevilspit.com And that's my online store. And you can buy everything there. You can buy my hot sauce, merch. You can buy the album or a lot of my past albums. And um, you can get them digitally as well. Or go to my band camp, CJ Wildheart. You know, it's I keep it simple. That's it, basically. And it will be in the shops like next year. So you'll be able to get it in the shops as well. So, But, I mean, uh, one of the best things about the way smaller artists work is you can buy direct from the artists. Yeah always good to buy directly on us cutting up the middleman.
0: yeah and what you say about, about vinyl if if you are actually making some money I mean, that makes it even more important to go and buy it. it's coming straight for you the money's going in your pocket it's funding you to do what you do and and that is at the end of the day that's why we're all sat here so
1: yeah I, I tell you what because you, you know my flat so I had to have my flat rebuilt and I got into the wrong vinyl because the amount they spent on the vinyl flooring and that's the vinyl I should have got into <laughs> Everyone needs flaws as well, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Um, thank you so much for coming on. It's been uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been one of my favourite episodes. To be fair, it's been it's been great fun. Um, yeah, everyone, get on there, order the album. At, at least go on Bandcamp and listen to it. It's going to be on the streaming sites next month. Um, get involved. It's a great album. We're all loving it. So, yeah, man. Thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure.
1: Thank you. I'll see you all dogging next week, yeah. As yeah, the well, car. I'll be, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. I'll it. I'll, bring,
0: I'll bring a torch. You know? Um I'll
3: go out looking for that dentist it.
1: Yeah, yeah, you you, you have good, good luck with your teeth mate. <laughs> yeah. Um
0: so that's it for this week. Uh thanks for uh thanks for tuning in. We we will be back next week with something a little a little off the uh off the beaten track, I suppose, but we'll, uh, we'll we'll get to that. But um, thanks for listening, as usual, and uh, stay metal. We'll see you next week.